Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Gist of Freedom. Um, we have on the line our guest host, Stephanie. Are you there? I yes, am. I am. Okay. Thanks, Steph. You can take over now. Well, welcome. You are listening to uh, the Gist of Freedom, or you may be listening to Black History Radio on Blog Talk Radio. We definitely thank you for tuning in. We have an absolutely wonderful guest and topic for this evening. Um, You know, I know my whole childhood was kind of framed around the idea of Barbie and dolls and and that whole standard of beauty and, and European standard beauty, I guess I should say, uh, and I think we all kind of had that, and we all wanted to be Barbie, and and I had like 30 different Barbie dolls throughout my childhood, and if I had had dolls like this, let me tell you, I had one black Barbie doll out of all of the Barbies I ever owned in my life, I had one black Barbie doll, but these are not your average Barbie doll. They are not Barbie at all, actually. They are us, these dolls. And we are going to be talking to Karen Bird. She is the creator of these dolls, Natural Girls United. Let me give you the uh, website right now, right at the top of the show, so we can go out and uh, start ordering these dolls because we all need them for our daughters, for our granddaughters, for our nieces. Uh, for ourselves, to be perfectly honest. But check out naturalgirlsunited.com and just take a look at the beautiful, beautiful work that Karen does. I mean, these dolls are absolutely amazing. And it's just, I'm I'm just, you know, overcome really with, with how she was able to really capture the beauty of people of color through the hair of these dolls because that was always, the, the main thing about a Barbie was the hair wasn't right. You tried to cut it, you tried to braid it, you tried to plait it. It just didn't really uh, behave like your hair did, and you never really quite knew why, and, and, and that was always a sticking point with Barbies for me anyway, personally. But these dolls look like us. Their hair looks like us. They're beautiful. They come in all different uh, colors, caramel, mocha, chocolate, uh, honey, and and they're just gorgeous. And I think they're just a wonderful, wonderful way for our young ladies to see themselves in 
you know, toys. And, I, and, and, you know, I think people trivialize toys sometimes as just that, just a toy. But it makes a huge difference in your self-esteem and in the formulation of your self-image growing up. And we definitely need to see these images uh, that look like us when we're playing as well as in, in the rest of our lives. So I'm very, very excited to speak with Karen and just talk to her about her journey and how she came up with these, the process uh, that she goes through, because these are custom dolls, and I can only imagine what the process is for uh, making these dolls, because, I, again, when you see the hair, it's it's absolutely incredible. So I'm very, very excited to, to talk about Karen. Is Karen on the line yet? Do we have Karen? Yes, yeah. Thank you so much for that introduction. That's wonderful. Karen, thank you so much for these dolls. These dolls are absolutely amazing. And one more time, I'm just going to let everybody know where they can go to get them, naturalgirlsunited.com. I'm just going to be shouting that out throughout the whole show because I just think the dolls are absolutely (laughs) wonderful. Um, But I think in in the other research that I've been doing about you, before we can talk about the dolls, I think we probably need to talk about your own uh, natural hair journey and how you got to where you are, where you were before that, how you were feeling about yourself and your hair, and, and where you are now. So tell us a little bit about your own natural hair journey. Sure. Um, growing up, it's very strange because my mom, she had a beautiful afro, so I grew up with a woman that had natural hair, and I had that image of my home where, you know, black beauty was an amazing thing. But somehow along the way, uh, images from TV, from uh, billboards, from magazines, from, you know, the kids in school kind of contradicted that it, that message. And so I got the message that straight hair was beautiful and white skin was beautiful and having, you know, bone straight hair long down your back was what you're supposed to have to be a beautiful woman. And so growing up, <clears throat> I tried to kind of, you know, go to that, that towards that goal of having long straight hair to the point when I was a young adult, I would have weaves and perms and, you know, the long braids and all these things um, to try to achieve that that, that standard of beauty. Um, and then it got to the point where I just, um, I didn't feel right. I, so this is not me. I feel like I'm, I'm living a lie. Let's say that having a perm or a weave is a bad thing, but just for myself, my own personal feelings as far as who, who I am, it didn't feel right. I feel like I was living a lie. Um, so that's when I started to reconnect with who I am and what I am as a person and, you know, knowing that I didn't need the outside um, things like perms and weaves and stuff to make myself feel beautiful and just to kind of reconnect with who I am and who my, you know, who I am as a person. And I realized that, you know, my texture was representative of who I am as a person. And that's when I was able to, you know, kind of uh, embrace my own texture. And I started to lock my hair and I just fell in love with, with uh, the process. And my journey has been really amazing. Um, so that's why I'm today. I have uh, long locks, and I love them. I, I don't want to cut them ever, but I will eventually have to cut them because they're getting pretty long. But, um, yeah, I really love my natural hair. How long have you had your hair locked? Uh, it's been about, about uh, over eight years, like eight and a half years, and they're they're pretty long. And, like I said, I'm afraid to cut them, but I have to put, I cut them visually. <laughs> yeah, but it's just been a great process. Um, when I when my hair was, uh, chemical, you know, when I had chemicals in my hair, my hair would not grow. When I started the chemicals, my hair just grew like crazy. So it's just been a great process to see my hair just kind of loving, you know, its natural state. So it's been really wonderful. So for anybody that might be thinking about uh, making that transition, would you say that the maintenance is more or less 
or the same as what well, you, you know, said. it's it's all yeah, it's all a learning process. I mean, you're of course going to have to learn how to do things differently, but once you get used to doing something different, you know, the new process of, of maintaining your hair, it becomes part of your routine and it becomes easy. And of course, in the beginning stages, you know, there is a rough time where your hair is not exactly the way you want it. But if you have patience and love. Eventually, your hair will get to the point where you just love the way it looks, and it will just come out the way you want it. So it's about patience and um, just really knowing that at some point your hair is going to be beautiful the way you want it to be. Okay. And now, do you feel like, because I know recently, I know I've been reading online about kind of the, the battle almost between, you know, natural hair systems versus relaxed, and do you think it needs to be a oil <laughs> proposition? No. You know, I I don't ever want to put down anyone. I think if if you know, if someone wants to, you know, process their hair with chemicals and if that one makes if that one makes them feel beautiful, then that's what they should do. But for me myself, I don't necessarily want to do that for my own hair. But I don't think there should be a, a divide of any sort. I think that as, as black women, we need to support each other and we need to embrace each other and we need to be each other's cheerleaders. And so I don't ever want to say that, you know, because her hair is not like mine, then it's not right. That's so far from the truth. You know, whatever makes you feel beautiful, that's what's important. That's what I believe. Amen, amen. Yeah. All right, well, let's talk about these wonderful, wonderful dolls. What was the inspiration behind you creating these dolls? Yes, it definitely came from childhood uh, when I was a young girl. I had dolls that were um, African-American or black, but they didn't have the hair or the features that looked like mine or my sister or, or the kids in my neighborhood. And so it was very confusing, um, and I would always look at the doll and look at myself in the mirror and wonder why these images didn't match. Um, and, of course, growing up, you know, there was there was very rarely images in magazines or TV that represented my beauty or the beauty of my family or the beauty of the people in my my classroom or et cetera. Um, so it was a hard thing to see that as well. And then as a parent, you know, my own children, we go to stores, we can't find dolls, or you really find dolls that look like them or have their hair texture. So I'm like, well, there's ever a point in my life where I'm able to try to do something different with dolls and try to, you know, customize the hair so they have hair that look like ours, so I'm going to take it. And so when the opportunity came up last year, I'm like, I'm going to try this and see how it works out. So I started making a few dolls, and I started showing them online, and people loved it. And, the, the re, you know, the response was amazing. So I just, just kept going with it and kept trying to be creative in what I was doing and trying to try, you know, new styles and new things to make them make different textures and make different styles. And so the response has been amazing. And I hope to continue on with this, uh, with this project until it's like a, a bigger, uh, bigger brand. Wonderful. Now, was this something you had done before as a hobby, or do you have kind of a creative background? Um, uh, well, I've always been an artist, um, and I've always loved to be creative. Um, and the funny thing is that I did I did corporate work for over uh, over 12 years, and my creative side kind of died. Uh, so um, when I started to get back into art, I just felt empowered again. And uh, once I got that creative bug, I couldn't stop it. You know, I had to keep letting it grow and grow and grow. Um, so I've always been an artist. I've always been very, very creative. I love being around other people that are artists as well because I feel inspired by them. Um, so whenever I get started with something and it is, you know, it feels good, I just keep going with it. And so with this project I started, and I felt so just, like, you know, inspired by each doll and by their sponsors that I just kept wanting to go further and further with it. Okay, okay. I can understand what you mean about corporate America. It does tend to suck the life out of you. Yes. <laughs> um, okay, let's talk about, um, is, uh, I guess I had a question. We had a question from someone. Is it true that you don't necessarily need a stylist license to do natural hair? Do you have some advice? Um, 
You know, I know there are people that, that uh, do selling on the side, and uh, I'm not sure if they have licenses or not. Uh, for myself, I'm not a, I'm not a hairstylist. Um, this is just something that um, that I'm just kind of doing this from inspiration from the beauty that's been around me. I also have a natural hair blog called Naturally Beautiful Hair, and through that blog, um, I've been able to share images of uh, women um, and people send me images of their own self with a different natural hairstyle. So I get a lot of inspiration from the natural hair community, from my blog, and from Facebook, and just uh, various pictures. And that's kind of use that inspiration to create this house. So I don't necessarily have a hairstyle background. Um, I just go off of inspiration for people around me and some images I see of uh, women with, uh, with ethnic hairstyles or um, natural hairstyles. And so you're, and so you basically, you're just getting your inspiration for the styles for the dolls from what you see around you. Yes, from my community and from online and from other women uh, from natural hair events, from just, uh, just people that send me pictures from my blog. We just a lot of inspiration that come, comes from my blog and from the community. So how does how does this start? How does how does this process start? So say I, I go on your website, naturalgirlsunited.com, uh-huh. I want to order a custom doll. What is your what is the process you go through to create one of these dolls? Right. So you you would go to the website and you would there's a few dolls that are available for, available for sale, but most of the um the sales that I get are from custom order requests. You would uh, tell me exactly what style you want, and there's a few there's pictures of dolls that I've sold in the past. So you could tell me if you want a doll that looks like the, a doll that's sold from the past, like you know from the past. Um, if you want one of those dolls recreated for yourself, or if you want something different that kind of um, tailors to your own hairstyle or a hairstyle that you kind of have for your own, you know, your own idea of what you want. And we go from there. Um, you could tell me if you want a doll that has um, a light, medium, or dark skin tone. You could tell me if you want uh, the hair to be an afro, curls, um, braids, dreadlocks from there. And then we would just find them a type, and then you would go on a wait list. And when your name, your name comes up, I would um, go ahead and make your doll for you and then send you the pictures. And if you like the pictures, then we would go from there as far as making the, the um, transaction. Okay, and uh, but like as far as like how do you actually make these dolls' hair? It's, I don't know. Is that a trade secret or is that something? Cause, uh, cause you know, I think I about how how hard it was to do anything else to my Barbie's hair besides what was already done when it came in the box. And right, the right. And kind of create these hairstyles to make them look, you know, very natural and just, yeah. you know, you, you have the twist and the, and the corkscrew curls and the locks and the updos and the sh- even the shorter hairstyles. I mean, I can remember uh-huh. cutting my Barbie's hair, and once you cut it, it's ruined. You know, you, you're, you're not really getting <laughs> Out of a out of a cut hair Barbie doll because it's done, but you have short hairstyles. You have you know it's like what is that kind of uh, I guess without getting too technical, what how does that process work for you when you're actually right. filing? Where are you even getting this hair from? Because this is obviously you know a, a completely different texture of hair than you typically see on a on a normal Barbie, and and the way you're able to file it is different right. than anything I think anybody's ever seen. How how does that work? So um, usually I'll, I'll purchase dolls that have um, either straight hair, and usually it's bone straight, or there might be two dolls that have like slight curl. And I'll either um, create a style from the hair that's on the doll using different tools, or I'll take the hair completely off, and I use my own blend of hair to add um, dreadlocks to it. And the dreadlocks are, I can't tell you the blend, but um, basically I palm roll each, each dreadlock, like you would do a real dreadlock, so it, it has the same sort of form and feeling of a dreadlock. 
um, but that's added to the doll um, after the, the straight hairs are removed. So I can't be too specific on how I do it, but basically they all start off with straight hair, and I take the hair and either customize it to have a style or take the hair off and add my own blend to it. Okay, wow. Wow, so that, that sounds like a pretty labor-intensive process. Yes, yes. So I, it's, it's so funny because I get a lot of requests for wholesale um, orders from over, you know, from uh, from London or from the Netherlands or things like that. And it's like I would I would love to have this brand um, represented in you know other parts of the of the world, um, but it's just hard to have wholesale orders filled when they want you to basically lower the cost of you know of of all the dolls in order to in order to, for them to make a profit. And the thing is that each doll, it takes so much time and money to put into making each doll that it would be basically impossible for me to lower the cost of each doll so that they can make a profit for wholesale. So right. it's just, each doll cost is a lot of time, a lot of money to make each one. But it's, it's like a labor of love, and I really enjoy each doll that I make. So, I, so that's what's the good thing about it. About, about on average, how long does it take to make each doll, would you say? Um, you know, some dolls, uh, it's half a day, some dolls is two days. Um, it just depends on what, what the style is. Um, but usually I like to spend a day for each doll just to kind of take time with it. Um, so anywhere from a day to two days. Now, are you also, um, doing the, the clothing styling on the dolls as well? I know they, I noticed that they all had, like, these great outfits and the uh, surprise yes. doll and Holly Berry doll. Are you also providing design for that or, or you know, finding those clothes and, and adding them custom as well? Yeah, I do. I, currently I buy the clothes for the dolls, but at some point I would love to design clothes for the dolls. And then also I know a few designers that are amazing that, you know, if my business were to grow, I would love to have their designs added to the doll line. But right now I'm buying clothes because I don't have the time to make, make the outfits and fill the orders. But at some point, you know, for business growth, I would love to have my own doll line with the own clothing, you know, that's um, specific to this line. Um, but it's definitely something to have in mind for goals as far as, you know, making this a better brand. And tell me about your first doll, the first doll you sold. The first one, uh, I believe it was an Afro Barbie, and it was beautiful. <laughs> uh, you know, I was so in love with um, with uh, the texture of Afros, and I think it's a beautiful representation of the African-American woman. Uh, and, uh, yeah, I was just really proud of it, and I think I, I posted it on Facebook, and it sold within a day. Um, but it was really, really exciting. That's cool. Now, what, uh, as far as marketing goes, how is that working for you? Is it mostly through social media, or are you doing, uh, setting up vending tables with shows, or how is, yes. how is happening right now? Yes, yeah, so I've I've um I've been a vendor at two shows so far, two natural shows uh, events so far, and that's been really a great experience. My last uh, vendor show was the um, Texture Talk event that happened on March 25th with Beautiful Textures, um, and that was really a great event. And I met a lot of wonderful people, and a lot of young girls were there, and they um they were they were really impressed by the dolls. So that was a great experience. Um, I also use my own uh, blog to um kind of uh, advertise my dolls and I use Facebook as well. Um, but I'm always using, I'm looking for new ways to um, get my, my uh, dogs out to other people that are not really on Facebook or, you know, on my blog. Um, so there's always, you know, always looking for other ways to, to show my dogs to people that are that are interested. So it's a, it's a challenge. Right. Just doing well, stuff like this, you know? Yes, and, definitely. Uh, Thank you. We have a, we have a question from a listener. Um, did you see Chris Rock's documentary, Good Hair? 
I did. I love that movie. I thought it was really well well done. What was your take on that? You know, I I um I love that he was very truthful about how the chemicals are very damaging um to the person's body that it, you know, gets into your system. Um I I'm I'm happy that he was um kind of honest about how, you know, how much money is put into women buying weaves and buying chemicals and just how much money we waste on we waste on that process of trying to achieve some sort of beauty standard that may not even be our own. Um, I do love the, how he represented um, his daughters in the movie and how, you know, he said, you know, why did you get the, you guys get these ideas that your hair wasn't beautiful? Where did that come from? So I thought it was really well done how he, you know, kind of went on a personal level as well as kind of talking about, you know, the chemicals and the the marketing and, you know, how much money goes to the corporations that are really even black-owned. You know, it's just such a, a big deal that I'm just so glad that he took the time to make this movie and talk about all the things that are happening around this, this issue of a, uh, of um, a woman, you know, trying to achieve a certain type, type of beauty. So you said you you have children. I have two uh, stepdaughters from a previous marriage, and they're gorgeous. And they um, yes, they they love their natural hair. So I'm so excited about that. So what now? What are you? What would you tell them if they came to you at some point and said, you know, mommy, we want we want a perm? You know, uh, we've had this talk uh, quite a bit. And um, I tell them all the time that their hair is beautiful and they don't need to do anything to change it. Um, if they had short hair or long hair, you know, whatever, you know, hair is just hair and that their beauty is radiates from inside. Um, they are so talented and smart and, um, you know, they're, you know, great athletes and they're great with music. You know, they're very smart. They're very talented artists and they don't need to have, you know, straight hair to define their beauty. I mean, they have so many things going for them that are just, like, make them beautiful people that, you know, having straight hair is not really important at all. So I tell them to embrace their beautiful beautiful texture, to love the hair as it is. That's really important. Okay, okay. And, and what would it mean to you to have, you know, to be able to see these dolls on the shelves in Toys R Us right next to Barbie? You know, it would be amazing. Um, not even coming from a profit standpoint, coming from a, a point of, of a, a purpose of um, knowing that there are girls out there that will have an option of going to a store and seeing a doll that looks like them and feeling good about themselves. I mean, I didn't, as a child, I didn't have that option. I couldn't go to a store and find a doll that had hair like mine and say, wow, that doll looks just like me. I never had that experience as a, as a little girl. So I would love for little girls and even women to be able to go to a store and say, she has my hair that is beautiful. That would be an amazing thing, I think. It would be. It definitely would be. I, I would love to see these um, these dolls in, in stores, on shelves, anywhere you can get them. If you're just tuning in, this is Blog Talk Radio. This is the Gist of Freedom. You are also listening to this broadcast on Black History Radio as well. And we're talking to Karen Bird. She is the creator of NaturalGirlsUnited.com. They are... Uh, Dolls of color uh, with natural hair, hair textures to reflect the entire range of African American and uh, throughout the diaspora, really. Uh, dolls with dreadlocks, dolls with twists, dolls with wavy hair, dolls with updos, the dolls with the Bantu knots, they're fantastic. And it's just a, a whole wide range of, of dolls that cover the spectrum of, of who we are as women and men, because I saw the Ken dolls, too. I thought that was pretty neat. And, uh, <laughs> and, they, and they really represent, you know, us as a people, our our varying hair textures, our varying skin tones, 
and they're fantastic. So if you if you'd like to place an order, you can check out naturalgirlunited.com. Alrighty, um, that's pretty easy. So, what would you say to say like a, a Madam C.J. Walker? I mean, I think she was kind of um, I won't say consumed, but I guess focused on the whole idea of straightening hair and you know the straightening comb and products to to keep your hair from going back and you know right. and, and she's looked at as this pioneer in hair care. What would you? What kind of conversation would you have with her if you could meet her now? You know, um, I would just have to ask her what is her motivation for wanting to kind of um, make people feel like they have to straighten their hair to to feel beautiful. Um, I would say, you know, I would just say things like, you know, this is, it really isn't for everyone. Um, I think that you have to really kind of research um, whether this is something that's coming from a place of, of a healthy um, self-esteem. And if you really love who you are in your ethnicity, in your own, who you are as a person, as a black woman, if you really love yourself, then why would you need to do things to change your outer appearance to somehow fit in? Um, but, you know, if it's coming from a place where she feels healthy and strong about it, then I wouldn't argue with her. I would just know that my own truth isn't, my, isn't the same as hers, that I don't have the same feelings and the same desires. It, w- it would be different. Um, so I had no desire to change someone's, you know, feeling if they're really saying that that's what they feel is good for them. But I would love to, you know, people are out there, they want to embrace their natural texture. So if they have questions, I would love to talk about, you know, why embracing who you are is so important and why, you know, embracing your texture is part of that. Um, so I'm open to, you know, discussing this, these things with people that are open to it and who want to change and who are, you know, feeling inspired about just, you know, embracing who they are. But there's people out there who are really set about, you know, having weaves and having straight hair and having perms. And, you know, there's nothing I can do about that. You know, I, I don't really necessarily want to change the world <laughs> that way. I just want to kind of, you know, um, have a better community and to help those who do want to, um, I guess, feel good about themselves and their hair and their skin. And now on a more personal level, did you or what type of response or or any kind of pushback, neg- positive or negative, did you get when you made that transition, and how did you deal with it? You know, I um, I did have a lot of people that were very skeptical, skeptical sorry, <laughs> about um, whether it was a good choice because I was in corporate America um, and just that I may, you know, get rejected, you know, for interviews or to get to move up to a higher level um, as far as my career. And my whole thing is that, you know, if, if a company didn't want me as I am, who I really am, then that company was not for me. And so I decided that, you know, I wasn't going to live a lie for myself. I wasn't going to live a lie. I wasn't going to change who I was to make someone else feel comfortable or to fit into some sort of ideal beauty that wasn't mine. So I decided that, you know, I was going to change and become the person I wanted to be. And if the people around me couldn't couldn't accept it, that was their problem. Well, and what about, um, you know, say that, that first day you went back into work with, what did you do, by the way, before you started making it all? Uh, I, I did HR um, work for um, a big corporation. Um, and I, I do remember um, the first day, and it was very strange. I got a, a lot of looks, a lot of questions. Um, I did I did get the occasional rude look as if, no, 
do you really belong here? Are you sure you're in the right place? Kind of look. <laughs> uh, but, you know, I, you kind of have to just know that this is their own ignorance and their own issues and that you can't allow that to be your problem. Did anybody ask you to touch your hair? <laughs> you know, <laughs> I didn't get that specific question. Um, I just had a lot of, uh, of people, you know, kind of giving me a look like, are you sure you're in the right place because this is kind of, quote, unquote, a professional environment kind of thing. You're not really in the ideal you know, image of what um, the corporate woman should look like. And, you know, that's just this silliness. You know, a woman can have locks or twists or afro and whatever and look professional and look beautiful and still be able to do her job. Absolutely, absolutely. And now back to the dolls. How long have you been making these dolls? When did you first get this inclination and this inspiration and, and how long? Sure. I wanted to do it since last summer. It's, 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 it's been almost a year. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Now, is this something that you're doing full-time? or? It is. Um, I'm trying to see how long um, I can continue because, um, you know, being an artist, uh, being an artist doesn't always pay the bills. Uh, but hopefully I can continue to do this. Um, we'll see. Um, but like I said, I do want this to be um, become a bigger brand and to hopefully at some point have, a, have my own doll line so that we can't get this in the stores. Um but, yes, it is something I'm doing uh, currently full-time, but uh, I'm not sure how long I can last just because, you know, bills do keep coming. <laughs> yeah, I understand. When you when you set out to be an entrepreneur and follow your own path, it definitely gets right. a little bit difficult. Uh, yes, we have yes. a question from a listener. Uh, are you familiar with that Dove campaign about, you know, loving yourself? And 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 um, I believe it was just, with their their soap and their shampoo, and there was this whole kind of women on billboards with you know yes. wearing and being themselves. Now, if you had a chance to to rework that campaign, what different might you do with it? Oh, you know, I think that I love how they have the women, the women of different shapes and uh, different skin tones. I think that's really a great message. Um, I think I would just continue on with that um, and just have. Um, you know, women with, uh, I think, more ethnicities involved, um, maybe more um, hairstyles represented as far as the black culture. Um, I think they were going in a great direction with having women with different sizes and, you know, different looks and just saying, you know, love yourself as you are. I thought it was a great message. Fantastic. Now let's talk a little bit more about the dolls. You have a doll, uh, I saw one doll on your website, uh, naturalgirlsunited.com, by the way, uh-huh. uh, that was based on Halle Berry. You had another doll that was inspired by uh, one of the cover models from a Jet magazine from the 70s. Do you have any other plans to do celebrity-themed dolls or maybe historical uh, dolls? Yes. Well, I do want to put out there that the Halle Berry doll um, is actually a collector's item, so I do offer dolls that are from other collectors. So that's one doll that I didn't personally customize. Um, but I know that there's a lot of dolls um, that are out there that are not available in stores, so I try to make those available as well. Um, but as far as inspiration, yes, I would love to continue to um, to use women um, that are celebrities or just women in the community that um, have amazing hairstyles and try to use that as inspiration, inspiration for dolls as well. So yes. Would somebody be able to to make that order if they if they place an order and say, you know what, I'd love a an Angela Davis themed doll. Like can you take those types of custom custom orders as well? Yeah, yeah. If it's something I haven't done before, it may it may take a little bit longer, but I'm definitely open to trying something new and um just learning as the process goes. So yes. I'm definitely open to trying something that I haven't done before. And how well have the male dolls been doing? 
you know, that's my next challenge. I did get an order for someone who wants um, a replica of her, of her boyfriend, and she wants to have the shorter length dreads. So that's on my wait list, and I'm excited to start that, pro- that project. So I do want to have um, dolls to represent our um, our young men and our our, uh, our young boys. So it's definitely in the plan to uh, make sure that we have representation over the whole community and not just women and, and the girls. Nice, nice. Now, have you gotten any, like, kind of weird or odd requests for dolls at all? Uh, not yet. <laughs> I'm sure they'll come, but uh, nothing too strange yet. <laughs> now, are, now, you, right now, it's, this is kind of a one-woman operation, right? Yes, it is. Okay. Are you planning on taking on maybe an intern or an apprentice? Are you are you training kind of the the next generation of doll makers to help you out? Because I I just feel like this is such a wonderful idea that at some point you know production may get away from you uh, as an individual. Are you are you kind yeah. of preparing someone or bringing someone under your wing under your tutelage to uh, to help you out with this once this thing just blows up? Yes, I do hope, um, like, as I say now, I'm, I'm still a new business, so things are, um, as far as uh, being able to financially, um, you know, kind of invest in another person as far as employer employee, um, it's kind of difficult at this point. But I do at some point want to bring um, people in so that they can kind of uh, learn the business so that it can be um, something that is bigger than just myself. Um, so, yes, it definitely is uh, in the back of my head that I officially want to bring someone in and kind of help with the process. But not only do I, I can get the, the orders done faster, but then someone else can kind of learn how to do this so that we can, um, you know, have a bigger brand that's, that's bigger than just myself. Well, see, Karen, that's how you get the interns. <laughs> you get interns. <laughs> They're coming for the experience. Get you an intern. Right. <laughs> oh, yes, I got to an intern for my doll business. <laughs> Um, okay, we got another a great listener question, actually. Now, would you ever consider doing a Caucasian doll or dolls of any uh, other ethnicity besides African-American? Of course. I mean, uh, I, I myself and my um, family and my, uh, my community is very uh, racially mixed, and, I, you know, I love all ethnicities. And if there's someone that comes to me and says that, you know, they want a certain doll and they want to Caucasian with dress or whatever, I'm totally open to that. I have no problem with whatever with making dolls that are um, diverse and um, culturally rich, so it's totally fine. Fantastic, fantastic. Now, do you, um, I guess without, again, giving away too many of your, your trade secrets, are you use, using any hair care products on the doll's hair? On the doll's hair? Yes, I do. I use, for the, um, the Dreadlock dolls, I actually palm roll um, each lock individually as if I were doing real hair. So there, there is um, some products that are used for that, and... Uh, that's why I say it's kind of a process because I'm doing each lock individually as if I was, you know, doing someone's hair. Um, so yes. And have you uh, have you thought about reaching out to any hair care products as a sponsor? That? Um, that's actually a great idea. I'm, I'm going to write that down right now. <laughs> that's a very good idea. Um, I I know I do want to um, try to find out how to reach out to someone like Mattel um, to possibly get a doll a doll line going. Um, I just don't know, you know, as far as what would be the right connection and how to give that person. So, yes, I do want to make some connections. Yeah, well, I have well, I have one recommendation for you. Um, if, you could find, if you do get any kind of intern right now, I would say a PR intern would be your best bet. Okay. Um, a student in, in marketing somewhere that wants some experience, you know, on in publicity because I, I think that's your biggest um, hurdle right now is just letting people know who you are. I think once yes. people see these beautiful dolls, 
you know, the investors will come. I just think getting the word out there is, is where you is where is is a focus that you should be thinking about right now. So get a PR intern. I have one, and you know, she's wonderful and and it really helps me out. And I think that would be that. I think that'd be a great idea for you. That's wonderful advice. Thank you. Let's keep going. Uh, I'm actually I'm looking at questions as they're coming in as well, but um. I just, I just really, really love this idea. And what I guess is your, you know, you talked a lot about your message. What would be your overarching message, I guess, to to some girl? You're you're handing her a doll. You know, what do you want her to walk away with and take away? Uh, sure, um, sure. There was a young girl at the first vendor show that I went to, and um, she told her mom that she wanted a doll that had twists. And it was a great challenge for me because I had never done it before. So I went out and I uh, tried to find a blend that would work for that. And when I made the doll for her, um, I showed it to her. And she goes, she goes, Mommy, this doll looks like me. It has my hair. And I thought that was so beautiful. I almost cried. Um, just a message that she finally found a doll that had hair like hers and that she felt so excited about it. It's just a joy that I found her face was amazing. That's really that's the message there. I want young girls and women and, and men and children to see dolls that have have that look like them, that have hair have their hair like theirs, that looks like who they are, and that they can feel a joy there. And now, do you think uh, adult women have been getting that same that same message? Do you think you may have changed some minds with these dolls? Oh yeah, I mean, you know, I've I've uh, got messages from on Facebook or or um, through the website, just people saying that, you know, seeing this doll has inspired me and I, I may be going natural soon or, you know, I, I was thinking about, you know, you know, cutting my hair off and this doll has made me realize that my hair is beautiful. So I've had a lot of uh, messages that just saying that what I'm doing is helping them in some in some way to really, to really embrace who they are. Okay, fantastic. And now what is the kind of average price range for the dolls? Anywhere from $30 to 140 so it just depends on the style you want. Yes, yeah, it's a it's a, a low to high range there. Okay, okay. Because well, the more complicated styles, I guess, are more labor intensive, require more hair. Um, right. It costs a little bit more. Okay. Now, are, is there anywhere people can see you coming up? Will you be at any trade shows or any conferences or conventions? Uh, what do you have? I do have. Uh, I do have a few uh, vendor shows possibly coming up, uh, but nothing set in stone. Um, but if they want to um, just kind of, uh, I guess, stay in contact, um, I do <clears throat> announce vendor shows um, on my Facebook page, with, which is um, Natural Beautiful Hair on Facebook. And I announce any sort of events that are happening there, so they can definitely keep in contact there and just kind of see what's going on. And is Facebook the best way that people can get in touch with you? Um, they can do through Facebook, or they can use a contact page on naturalgirlsgenetic.com. And I, and I usually answer uh, emails within the, the first day or the second day I'm receiving the email. And are you on Twitter? Yes, I am. Okay, how can people follow you on Twitter? My Twitter is Fly Lock Diva, and that's S L Y L O C D I V A. Okay, Fly Lock Diva, nice. And <laughs> now, where are you? Where are you based out of? I'm in California, Northern California. Okay. In the Bay Area, which is very diverse, and it's a great place to be. Fantastic, fantastic. Well, Karen Bird, I thank you so much for coming on the show. Again, your dogs are absolutely incredible, and I wish you the best. Thank of you. Time. 
Um, if you've Thank been you so much for any time, any time. And I'm going on the website right now to place my orders. If you've been listening <laughs> to us here on Black History Radio and the Gist of Freedom, we were talking to Karen Bird. She is the owner and creator of NaturalGirlsUnited.com. It is a website where you can order custom-made natural hair dolls in a range of colors, dolls that look like us, that reflect our hair, that reflect our skin tone, that reflect the diversity of the beauty of women of color and men of color, actually, because she does have male dolls as well. But it's just a fantastic way to give a gift for a young person so that they can see themselves reflected in the things that they play with. It's so important for us as a community to see ourselves in the things that we buy and the things that we use and the things that we play with. And and it's just these dolls are a great representation of the range of style and shade and, and hairstyle of women of color. I mean, she has everything from afros to dreadlocks to spiral curls to ponytails to short hairstyles. They are beautiful, beautiful dolls, and I encourage anyone listening to check out naturalgirlsunited.com. Karen's blog is actually, is naturalhairbeauty.com where she talks about all things related to uh, maintaining natural hair, making that transition to natural hair, and maintaining it with product reviews and different things like that. So uh, she's a huge proponent of natural hair and a, and a champion for uh just unlocking your own natural beauty, and the dolls are fantastic. They really, really are amazing and, and well worth the price. So one more time, I encourage everyone to uh, check out naturalgirlsunited.com and buy a doll. And I thank you all for listening. Great questions, great call-ins, and I hope to see you back here next time. My name is Stephanie Humphrey, guest hosting for Leslie Gist, and I had a blast doing it. I hope to see you again soon. Thank you.